Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Mind of Marcus Martez, one of the hottest podcasts on the planet. I'm your host, Mr. Primetime, the ghetto goat, the Heisman hopeful, Marcus Martez. Today, we're taking a stroll back down memory lane to talk about my days at Chick-fil-A, how I went from being a homeless man to being the operations director at one of the hottest stores in Marietta. And today, I got a special guest. It's gonna be live, y'all. Inside the mind of Marcus Martez starts now. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is a new type of episode I'm doing. Uh, I have brought one of my great great friends on as a special guest for this episode uh everyone I'd like to introduce you to trisha taylor hey hey sis what's good hey brother nothing much how are you uh i am great i am great no good i'm excited Yes, I am too. I was kind of like, you know, looking forward to this podcast tonight because uh, as y'all can tell from the uh, introduction, I will be, or we will be talking about Chick-fil-A. And mm-hmm. uh, we're really uh, got this, the idea of this episode going was, you know, uh, Trish, she had, uh, you had your own um, Instagram, uh, I guess, page, right? Where you just talked about topics. Yeah, kitchen tabletop. Yeah, yeah. started it during um, our quarantine. <laughs> the quarantine. During yeah. the quarantine. So yeah, what was the, some like? Uh, tell everyone some of the topics and stuff you talked about on your tabletop. Oh wow! Um, honestly, we talked about just anything that came to mind. We talked about adult topics, like I did. Um, Friday night would be uh, we called it Freaky Friday uh, where we just <laughs> talked about you know had mature conversations about relationships and about sex and, and you know love and stuff like that we've talked about voter rights I had a friend on and we talked about like um, how to vote and educating people in that area we've talked about um, social issues so Honestly, I, I started it because we were in quarantine and we couldn't hang out with our friends, you know, like in person. And I was really missing those type of conversations like, hey, I just want to talk to my friends. Um, and so I just started a page that we could be candid um, and have a good time. And it's something to do on a Friday night or um, I was doing Friday and Sunday. And so it was something to do on those nights while everybody was stuck in the house. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. That's how that that came about, and we just talked about any and everything. You know, I gotta be honest with you. I was I like topics that you was talking about on the, yeah. table, on the table talk, but when you used to have them things Friday night at like nine o'clock, nine thirty, yeah. I was in the bed. I couldn't stay up for that. <laughs> it was grab a drink, grab you a little drink, and meet us at the table. You know. Um, and that's what it was. It was just like a little nightcap. Like, hey, we all sitting in the house and we up. Well, not you, but <laughs> you know, like we're up. We had let's pour us a little drink. Let's have a conversation. So yeah. That was good. I, I uh 
I dig that. And uh, that kind of really, when I was um, doing my podcast and trying to expand my topics, I wanted yeah. to definitely talk about things that you talked about, you know, relationships, you know, voter rights and, um, and the things you touched on. I was like, it would yeah. be great just to have you on the show and we can just feed off each other's energy and just collab, you know? Yeah, and I was and, so excited when um I was just like, hey, you know that would be great because we cut up anyway. Uh, <laughs> we cut up. up anyway, so I mean, hey, why not? Yeah, so I figure since you're going to be on the show um for multiple episodes, it'd be great. This episode right here, we're talking about Chick Fil A where we first met. Uh, be a good episode just to talk about our history and. Uh, for my listeners, learn about uh, a past that I haven't touched based on. Um, on my yeah. so, uh, just before I start, uh, Trisha is the owner of Star Events Catering Company, uh, specializing in comfort food with a elevated twist. So uh, before we get into the Chick-fil-A flow, why don't you uh, talk about your business? Oh man, Star Events Catering Co. So, uh, real quick, uh, Star Events started uh, years ago. Um, it was actually Star Events Event Planning Company. Um, I started out wanting to do events, and uh, as time went on, I kind of like put it to the side. Um, but I always love to cook. I love to do events. I love to cook, um, and it was just like the entertaining aspect of it. I just absolutely love um and I lived in Atlanta I live in North Carolina now but I used to live in Atlanta and that market for event planners is so saturated um and I had uh one of my old bosses she told me you know hey well you can cook and you can um plan events so why don't you start with catering and then introduce your event planning you know and I was just like well hey that's not such a bad idea um and so I went ahead and started my business um and I've just been doing it ever since you know caring events private dinners uh birthday parties I've done uh photo shoots and all types of stuff so I love what I do and um I take great pride in it so yeah that's really it I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I uh, you be posting some of that food up on your Instagram, like, oh boy, it look good. <laughs> I appreciate it. And if anybody ever took the down in my screen, you'll see the growth and the elevation. Because sometimes I'll go, I'm like, oh Lord, I hope nobody go this far. But I, <laughs> I keep the pictures up because I wanted to show the growth, um, in my work and what I do. And I'm not formally trained, you know, uh. I, I didn't go to culinary school. I did do culinary in high school. So I did, that was my major. That was my intent. And so I did to do two years uh, at Hunters Lane Comprehensive High in Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to all my HLHS people. Um, but yeah, I did, I did uh, culinary arts. Um, Chef Adams was my instructor, the best. And that's kind of where I fell in love with food um and so I wanted to show the progression and that's why I kept all those pictures up from the past yeah. I cringe yeah. sometimes though I'm like oh girl <laughs> that's that's how it is though when you start something and you don't have 
all the tools or all the makeup. You you got the vision, but you don't know how to get there. But yeah. with a lot of things, you take you took the first step, you know. Yeah. And now look what you are. Look where you are right now. And it's ain't like for the, me in this podcast. You go back to my first episode, you can tell I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now a year or some change later, it's like this podcast got over 1,300 listens and it's over 18 countries right now. So yeah, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. I appreciate it. So, you know, it's like I said, I just took that first step. You know, I yeah. wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to do it. And you uh, got to start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. You learn from you know, your mistakes, but like the mm-hmm. way God works, the way the universe works, it ain't going to work if you ain't going to work. Mhm. You gotta so, put in the work. Gotta put in work. Yeah. So, for, uh, yeah. If you guys are looking uh, to book dinners, birthdays, and for special occasions, and you need some, uh, you need to hook up on some uh, great food, you can uh, get at Trish on her Instagram or Facebook, uh, TikTok as well at Star Events Catering Company with the C O at the end. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Check me out. Say yeah. hi. Yeah. Let me know you came from the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we should set up some. We should have set up some type of discount, but we'll do that. We 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 will we'll work on yeah. it. Yeah, we'll work I'll on it. We'll we'll work on it. So let's get let's get to the topic at hand. Let's okay. talk about Chick Fil A. Let's do it. Let's talk about the chicken yeah. shack. <laughs> okay, so I guess. How should we start this? Should I let you go or should I just do a little briefing on? Uh, hey, however you want to do it, I'm down. Whatever you want to do. Okay, so <laughs> for my listeners, I worked from Chick fil A from 2010 to 2000, uh, late 2014, right before I moved to Canada. So, about mm-hmm. five years. Um, and right before I started working, I was homeless and I guess that'd be good the way to start from how I went from being homeless to being the operations director mm-hmm. like so Trish you got you got the story how <laughs> start off about telling my listeners how I came into that Chick-fil-A when I put in that application oh boy okay so um, like he said, he came in, uh, he started in 2010. So at that point I had been working at Chick-fil-A for three years. Um, I started in 2007 and I was, uh, the manager. Uh, I remember, I can't remember if it was in the evening or if it was in the day, I believe it was in the evening. Um, and you had came in, it was, uh, I want to say the it was cold outside because you came in with like this ski mask thing on, like we couldn't see your face, uh, and you were riding a bicycle. I remember that you were riding a bicycle, I believe, uh, and you had like this ski mask on, and you were just like we couldn't tell like what was going on. Was like, are we getting robbed? What's what's happening? Like what what is going on? Um, and you came in and you asked for an application and. I want to say, was Rachel there? Rachel and, Ra- I think Rachel 
Uh, it was so Rachel, me, Rachel, who yeah, was so the Rachel GM was at the time. Yeah, Rachel, hey, Rachel. Rachel, <laughs> yeah, Rachel was one of our managers, uh, was one of the managers there. So I just want everybody to know who Rachel was. So yes, Rachel, Rachel was, was the general there. manager at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember it was me and her and you came in and uh, you asked for application or what have you. I can't remember if you filled it in that day or if you turned it in. I, I, I can't remember, but I just remember when you came in, you had something covering your face. And if, if you know about, you know, going in to get an application for a job, you want to, you know, look your best. Uh, <laughs> you want to be able to be seen. I mean, of course, you want your face to be seen. You want to be able to smile. And we were just like, oh, heck no. He's like, this dude is crazy. He ain't going to get no job. Like, but okay, put your application in, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, and so that's how that was and I believe you had whenever you had turned it in I want to say did you fill it out that night maybe maybe I, I fill it out like, the next couple of days yeah yeah and then you turn it in and we're just like okay and uh when you came in for your interview you were dressed appropriately we could see your face we was like oh, okay so he ain't crazy all right <laughs> so he actually looks okay you know and I remember Rachel um saying that you know they had decided they were going to hire you. And I was like, what? I mean, I was shocked because, <laughs> because I was like, he was that good. And it was just like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, and that's, that's our first impression of you. That's how, how we met you, how you came in there. Covered. Oh, covered. Incognito. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, well, after, and I came in working at the, came in, put in the application at the time, uh, I was homeless. Mm -hmm. um, it was which we didn't know. Just a yeah. disclaimer: we didn't know, right? Um, I it was the 2010 financial disaster thing that was going on. So people was out of work, and I was actually selling insurance with Prime America. Ooh, Come yeah, on, Prime America. Prime America. Shout out to. Shout out to Prime America out there, all you know, all the ages out there pushing the life. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, you know, there's no knock on the company. I, it was a great product. You know, it's uh, no, it I wasn't. had Prime America. I had yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, people need life insurance. Something happened, you know, you don't want that financial. Yeah, you definitely need life insurance. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just wasn't a salesman. I couldn't. If someone told me no, I'm like, okay, bye. Y'all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna push you, uh, but you know, just that type of pride, just wanting to be succeed to succeed working there. Um, you know, I end up just losing a lot and uh, and end up my car getting up in repo, so that's how I ended up on the bike. Um, and I was just trying to get back on my feet. I was, I had a connection down in Atlanta, you know, the Atlanta fish market. Mm -hmm down in Buckhead, so I had a connection down there, and I was uh, could wait tables a couple times a week, but getting down to Atlanta from Marietta on a bike, uh, a lot. it's a lot, especially with them heels on 41. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I went, I got down there when I could, and but my cousin, she worked at the Checkers across the street. Is it Checkers or Rallies? Checkers. Checkers, uh, yes. Yeah, she was a manager there, and she hired me, and I was working there part-time overnight. So I worked the overnight shift. You know, they closed at 4 a.m. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right. So I got to meet something over, overnight. I was standing at my buddy's house sleeping on his couch. 
And I was trying to find something to work during the day. I was going, I was going to try to work three jobs, you know, fish market, mm-hmm. uh, rally, the checkers, and the daytime. And then I went to Chick-fil-A. When I actually when I went to Chick-fil-A, I felt like I was not going to get the job. I felt like Chick-fil-A was too good for me. Mm-hmm. And, but something just, something just, uh, something just told me to go apply. And I did. And, you know, the rest was history. I got hired. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so I got hired working Chick Fil A, um, and it was kind of funny because the first um, one of the first things I did when I got hired, I asked to ask for time off. And that summer, <laughs> I went to I went to Haiti. Yes, you know, with the Haiti on that mission trip. Um, but just working there at Chick Fil A, it just started the it started a whole range of uh for me kind of like a rebirth um mm. introduce I introduced me to some great people yeah uh, and I just want to talk about those people right now I'll take a moment right now to talk about the people oh, the OGs yes so I guess the first person we can really talk about is the one and only Mr. Armando Valdez Come on. Pops, Come on, Monty. Papa Bear. Yeah. Papa Bear. So, <laughs> a little bit about uh, Mr. Valdez. He's the owner operator at Chick fil A, uh, number 807. Marietta uh, Trade Center. 170 South. What's it, South, South Marietta Parkway or North Marietta Parkway? Well, no, it's 170 Cobb Parkway South. Yeah, you know, it's close. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he was. Now, when I first got there, I was scared of this dude, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind me of uh, Castro's brother. <laughs> you know? Uh, he, you know, got I say that because he's Cuban, you know. So yes. he was hard when I first got there. He was hardcore, you know. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. I was of this dude. but I had a sense that this guy had a soft side, you know. You know, it just mm-hmm. uh, it just had to come out, but. He was very pivotal in uh, my life Um, just by kind of noticing that I didn't have that type of foundation. And Mm -hmm. at that time in my life, I didn't have really strong relationships with my parents. Um, I felt I needed direction um, Mm -hmm. and I felt I needed, you know, a chance and... um, you know, he was, uh, he took a chance on me, him and his, and his son, Paul, who we'll talking about a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about my pops, Mr. Valdez? You mean that's, that's my Papa Bear. Don't do that. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, oh, what can I say? There's so much to say about Mondi. Um, he is unlike any boss. I think if there was, oh God, if if there was the definition of a leader, I think Mondi, his picture would be next to it, um, because. 
he just he's hard don't get me wrong (laughs) um there have been plenty of times I mean I I recently stopped working at Chick-fil-a I left in um October of 2020 and at that point I had been there for 13 years um so I have seen the highs and the lows uh and there was a point when when Monty first came to Mary the Trade Center, the Chick-fil-A, I remember being so, like you said, he was hard. Um, and I think he's hardest on the ones that he sees potential in. Um, he's hard on everybody, but he's super hard mm-hmm. on the ones that he sees, you know, potential in. Um, and I remember always being in tears. Like I wanted, it's like, why didn't he like me? Um, (laughs) like, why didn't he like me? But as I got older, I realized that it was him pushing you to be your better self, um, pushing you to see things differently, um, to just create this leader inside of you um and so many people are like oh you know gosh he's just so he's always fussing and I'm like now I look at it and I think it's so funny because I remember being those newcomers and I remember Mm -hmm. being like oh my gosh he's so he's so tough but he's it's like he truly truly loves his team um and he wants them to succeed it's not like the the type of boss that um you know wants you to be there and working for them and making them money and not caring about what you want to do and your aspirations and your dreams and your goals you know it's always hey you know what do you want to do what is it that you want to do pour into you in that area and provide wisdom and advice you know he's the boss that lets you take his car to go get your your license you know Mm -hmm. to take your driver's test like he's gonna teach Mm -hmm. you how to drive you know you you you're going to school he's gonna show up to every graduation like I'm still like in awe of how he was able to make it. You could have 10 people graduating and he was showing up to every senior gra- that, that graduated that year. He was going to be at their graduation. It's insane. Yeah. But that just shows like how much he actually cares about his team. Um, yeah, like I could talk all day about Monty. Like I, I, if I kept going, I'd probably start crying because I love I'm him. I, I love <laughs> him to pieces and I'm grateful that you know able to just be a part and to just get that knowledge and have him pour into me I'm so so grateful for that yeah I was just about to say you was talking I was like man I'm like I'm gonna cry man I had to bring it (laughs) together because when when I was just like what am I gonna say without breaking into tears that's not a great first first um, impression for the for your <laughs> listeners to be like, oh great, she's 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 a crybaby. But like it really just brings me to to tears. Like he's awesome. He ain't perfect. Okay. He mm. he'll he'll chew you out. He'll yell at you and, and be like, and you're just like, wait, what? 
what what there are times when you you bicker now don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong but you know at the end of the day it's out of love and i can ask for a better experience yes uh mr uh mr valdez is uh when it comes from business standpoint you know you just label i mean you just talked about all the like great qualities he has like as a person but like yeah business i've learned so much you know i used to think this dude was crazy because he was to get up at like 4 a.m mm-hmm. start working i'm like who gets up at 4 a.m to start working but right. now myself as a business owner you gotta mm-hmm. get up in the morning and you need that time to prepare for your day mm-hmm. uh, and, and and I see it, you know, like when he takes the, you know, at the end of the year or beginning of the year, has the, the retreats and, you know, yes. he, he talks about the vision of the store and what yeah. he's trying to do for long-term goals. It's like that's He's gone for think, like a month. <laughs> yeah, he goes away. Um, and I get that now. And like, and that, and it shows as far as his growth now as a company, you know, he's, we start off. You and you and I was there when we was doing what a thousand dollars in the drive through. Mm-hmm. You, you we I just something. spoke to him today. It's so funny. They did uh three thousand and was it three thousand thirty one hundred something like that in an hour. Man, and we remember back in the Crazy. day we do a thousand. We do what fifty cars an hour in a thousand dollars, and we was doing ten. And that cars. was we was that was big talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was the celebration, you know. We were doing what, and then we started to gradually go up. It was like a hundred cars, you know, hundred fifty cars. Uh, I think the last record they did was one seventy five when I was there. So I mean, it's just it gets bigger and bigger, um, and the vision. Gets, and even what you were just saying, like how we you realize certain stuff that he did, and you were just like, he's crazy. And now having your own business, like. Do you remember how he always, like, he's thinking about a million different things, mm-hmm. a million different things. And now with my business, I could be asleep or I could be laying down and I just can't <laughs> off. It's like ideas keep coming to me, writing them down. And I'm like, oh, this is what he's talking about. And I'm thinking about how can I grow? And I'm thinking he's always, mm-hmm. what did he always say? Like I'm 10 years ahead or something mm-hmm. like that. He's like, you're here, you're in this year and I'm already like 10 years ahead of you. So, yeah. and I'm like, I get it now. Yeah, absolutely. And I get uh, it now. I'm a, I might, as a business, I'm already thinking about next summer as far as my business growth. So right. I, I get that from him. And just to top off uh, our our Monday talk, you know, like I said, right. we started off with hundred. I'm not, and we when not my listeners when I talk about drive through, you know, you think about drive through and a quick service restaurant. Uh, we started off was we did fifty cars. What fifty cars an hour is a thousand dollars an hour. You got to think about it, fifty cars to your drive through an hour. But mm-hmm. now this this man is what you just said three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. When he's about to get his second store. So um when you so know when you think about we were just talking about the episode, how you start somewhere and you keep going and you keep going, you mm-hmm. keep start somewhere. Up. And this guy's about to get his second store. So kudos to you, Pops. We love you. Appreciate Congrats. it. I'm so excited. 
Yeah. So, uh, but next on the list, someone I'm talking about is his son. Paul Valdez. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, when I was hired, I was hired as a team member. Uh, I think Paul was what? Is he under, was he another operations director? What was his title when he first started? Um, I don't remember. He was a manager. Well, yeah, because, you know, Rachel was the GM and then there was Jenny and then there was Paul. Um, and so he was right under Rachel, but they were all, you know, in that yeah. same leadership group. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Paul um, was, was Mondi's son. And me and Paul, we call it when we first uh, when I first got there, he uh, he was at the time a college student, uh, mm. married, and I don't think he I don't think he had any kids yet. Um, but mm. I'm not sure. But you know, within the light, he was there for like my first two years at Chick Fil A, and mm -hmm. I seen Paul. He was he started off as a college student. And he ended up getting married, ended up having kids, and he was still working. So he would carry a lot of hats, working, school, family. And my 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 lasting impression with Paul was like he was in school and he would open and we open uh we open at the openers had to be there at 5 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And some days he would open and he would get to work early and he would sleep in his car for like 15 minutes and then he would come in and open the store. And he kept that schedule for until he graduated college. And I, mm -hmm. uh, that's my last, I, I always think about that. Whenever I kind of want to make excuse about things in life, I think about that time when I just saw Paul just, just, just getting it. Mm -hmm. um, and he taught me a lot at Chick-fil-A. Paul was kind of like Monty, a little, uh, I'm going to say a little cutthroat, but. Very. Uh, a little. <laughs> Paul will let you know how you felt. He'll let yes. you know how you felt. And then he'll look at you like, like, I am so ashamed of you. Yes. Yes. He would give you that look and just shake his head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see it now. That's crazy. But I haven't seen he, it in how many years and I can visualize it. Yes. Yeah. It was great. But he um he was like he knew his business. He knew his business. He could do everything. And I love that he can do he was a leader that did everything. He he ran the register, he ran the drive-through, he did the catering, he did the scheduling, he can work mm -hmm. the boards, he can he could do lemons, he can he can uh bread chicken. Mm -hmm. He could do it all, and when I was there and I saw that, it's like, okay, if I want to be in leadership, then I gotta be like this dude. He didn't mm -hmm. make my he did, he he gave me a hard time with a lot of stuff because he liked to pick on me, mm -hmm. but I knew it came out of love, and mm -hmm. he knew, and he was just like Monty, like he would pour into you if he knew you had the potential. And Paul, I think he, I believe he's one of the integral people in the hiring process when it came to me um being a chick-fil-a i think he made the final decision as far as like let's bring this dude on mm -hmm. um, and i mean just think about it if he hadn't had that type of gut 
instinct or gut feeling about me, where would I be right now in my life? So, um, shit. I don't think I've ever taken the time out to thank him, but damn, Paul, thank you for taking the chance chance on me, man, and having faith in a homeless man off the streets, you know, get that type of favor often. So, um, that's Paul. You got anything anything, uh, anything to say about uh, Paul? Listen, when I think of Paul Valdez, I think of I don't know if you remember this, but when he used to like, uh, he would say, Oh, yay, oh, yay. <laughs> when we weren't, when everybody was just like playing and they like, they weren't um, doing what they need to do. It's oh, yay, oh, yay. <laughs> I don't know why that came up, but that's, that's like, love Paul to pieces. Um, I, I don't even know <clears throat> what to say. I know he poured into me as well. Um, but, for me, it was like, okay, big brother Paul, all right, you know. I gained so many siblings working <laughs> working at the shack. I gained so many siblings, so uh, I just <laughs> Paul Valdez. Um, off the trip, he killed yeah. me with the Spanish. So he was talk talk all kind of junk in Spanish to the to the amigos in the kitchen. Yes, yeah, man, Cruz. No way. Yes. Man, that should be having me rolling. Yeah. Man, I miss, I miss those amigos, man. Miss all of them. Very much. They used to That's kill the it, crew. boy. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's the crew. Yeah. The OG. And also, you know, and also like I, you know, he was speaking Spanish to the people in the back. Like, I guess I should learn Spanish so I can, you know, uh get that type of uh, I would say not get that type of connection with the you know and i feel like that's the thing we all learned how to speak spanish Mm -hmm. in some way not fluent no enough to be like we could comprehend and we can understand each other and and that's hey quantus camp is uh poppy or polo i say how long is the chicken i forgot i I think that's quantus pollo i'm about to say poppy we knew we we knew how to do that menu back and forward in Spanish. That's uh, hilarious. When they start yeah. cussing us out, that's when we that's when we was like, all right, that's time's up. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Be- uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was great. You know, I enjoyed um and Paul was just like Mondi, like he poured into people too. And uh, mm-hmm. one thing I remember when we first did our first team outing and we did that 5K. Yes. And it was like, this is cool. Like, I like, I like, you know, the Valdezes are hard, but you know what? These are some cool people. Yeah, that was really dope. We did a yeah. five together. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's Paul. And then the last one on this is Rachel. Rachel. Rachel uh, Cook. Rachel Cook. Hey, Rachel. I know she's going to listen. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> I talked to Rachel the other day on uh, Instagram. We was talking about uh, what were we talking about? Uh, parenting and uh, I put up mm-hmm. a post about my son potty training, and she was uh, talking about her 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 son. It was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But my my lasting uh, memory of Rachel was like she was always so calm. 
Mm-hmm. Always Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Mondi would go, he'd be going off on his t- his tantrums and Rachel would be like, mm-hmm. okay, yep, what do you need? I got you. Mm-hmm. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't ever recall her seeing her upset um, or lashing out at her teammates or anything right. like that. She was just always just soft and receiving and um. Yeah. Now, when I first got there, when I told her I wanted to go to Haiti for the mission trip, when the earthquake hit Haiti in 2000, 2010, I told her she's like, "Sure, no problem. Let us know what you need." And that's when we did the car wash and we raised money and, and we did uh, the bake sale. The bake sale. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, she allowed me to take that time off. So it's my last memory, Rachel. She was uh, just so ever caring, and yes, uh, I got that. When I call my manager, my managerial background, I got that from her. Mm-hmm. And that's like how you say Paul, like you looked at Paul and was like, that's the the manager I want to be. Um, for me, Rachel uh, was the leader that I aspired to be um, because she took care of matters of the heart. Um, everyone could trust her. Uh everyone knew you know I can go to Rachel and talk to Rachel and knew that she wasn't gonna flip her lid or knew that she wasn't gonna judge you or you know she was just always like you said she was always calm and um uh when she left it was like oh you know she left to raise her babies and we were just so like what where are you going you know (laughs) um she was the glue and I aspired to be that um, for the team. And so that was always my thing. And so to this day, like, you know, even I can I can message Rachel out the blue and be like, hey, <laughs> I've seen a band. This is what's going on. And she'd always be there to listen. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. Love Rachel to pieces. Love you, Rachel. Um but yeah, she she definitely was that person for me. She was the leader that I aspired to be. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great, great, great group of uh, a great support group for sure. Um, so all that being said, Paul, Mondi, the Paul, the Rachel, the Trish, uh, after two years, about three years. Me working at Chick-fil-A, I moved up to operations director. Uh, mm-hmm. Rachel, like you said, she started a family. Uh, Paul graduated, and I think he went to pursue to get his own store. Mm-hmm. And that left me as the top dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, operations director. Uh, and I always put that on my resume, too. It's like, man, I went from being homeless to being an operations director. That's mm-hmm. pretty dope. And Major accomplishment, yes. It was. I don't give myself too much credit about it, and uh, I'm at the point right now in my life where I am. Like, you know, when it comes to like mental health, and you know, I was not in a good place mentally, but mm-hmm. you know, I had the support group from Chick Fil A, and and now I was running the a million dollar store, and you was right mm-hmm. there with me. Yeah. You know, Chris was. I was. <sighs> Operation director Trish was uh, what you might 
Where were you? I don't even know what you're. You had, what you was I at that, that, that point? Everything? No, Everything. I'm just. <laughs> um. Uh. Gosh, I don't know what I was doing at that time. I believe, honestly, at that time when you got promoted, I believe I was I was with child as well. Uh, there was a point yeah, where. Huh? You say you you say you had the child as well. I was with child. I believe I was pregnant as well. No, no. <laughs> or just I mean, had my child. Something like this. I just had my first baby, I think, um, around that time. And so I had took a little break. And then when I came back, uh, I want to say I was doing HR. Yes. I was doing training in HR at that time. Um, and that was fun. It's like I bring them in and, and you know, <clears throat> We work it out. It was great. We worked great together. I uh, couldn't ask for a better teammate, friend during that time. You know, you took a lot off my plate. You know, my responsibilities as operation director, one, I worked directly under uh, Mr. Valdez. So always um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> felt like I was walking on eggshells. I didn't want to make this. <laughs> but, Do you uh, want to no. Uh, but I was he's like, you better not lose my money today. How much money you mm-hmm. wasting today? I'm like, I ain't wasting your money, man. Chill out. Mm-hmm. And mine was how much money did you spend today? Yeah. How much money did you spend? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I was geez, I was in charge of labor. I was in charge of writing schedule. I was in charge mm-hmm. of uh restaurant upkeep. Um I was in charge of the Q&A, uh, restaurant quality assessments. Mm-hmm. I was in charge of training, everything. everything pretty much, you know, um, hiring and firing, um, making sure, basically making sure that money made money and making sure the leadership got bonuses. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my job. So um, when I was and you did that. You did that. <laughs> we 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 made good money. We bonus for it. Like, that. We were bonusing. That's for sure. Yeah. It was um. I, again, I got I got a lot of my success as an operations director at Chick Fil A came from, like I said, money, Paul and Rachel. So, um, I was just doing what they had already been doing, and um, one of my biggest accomplishments, I believe, I had Chick Fil A is when I installed that second drive through. Um, mm. And that was uh, it was pretty cool because we it, it was it was a business increase. We just like we just kind of like created our own drive through lane and it was successful. That is still going until this day. Amen. Still going <laughs> this day. Seven yeah. years later, they still. Yeah, still doing their second so, lane. Um, Isn't it crazy how you implement something and it still goes? Because we were the original outside crew. Me, oh, you face, face, me, you and Monet. Yeah, um, Monet. Monet and so it's crazy that. to see it. <laughs> it's crazy to see it um, now uh, and see how it's progressed and how it's grown and to know that, you know, we had a part in building that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, we... Uh, that was it. That was Chick Fil A. I, like I said, I was, I was, I ran operations for a couple of years, and then uh, decided to go to school. 
um, to get a diploma in operations and supply chain management and mm-hmm. uh, move to Canada and the rest is history. Yeah, you left us. You, you did. Know, it was uh, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I sure did do. <laughs> you dipped on us. You was like, I'm going to Canada. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's been good to me. I graduated college. I mm-hmm. of course, had a great son um and about to publish a book should be done here in the next 12 months or so amazing yeah so i uh wrap this up pretty wrap this up here soon what's Mm -hmm. your best best memory of working at chick-fil-a oh that's a like a loaded question because I worked there over a decade. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So it's so many um, different things. Uh, I have two. Uh, when they started Daddy Daughter Date Nights. Oh yes, I love Daddy. Um, and if you are a Chick Fil A junkie or familiar with Chick Fil A, Daddy Daughter Date Night. Or if you're not, rather. Daddy-daughter date night is um, when dads can come in with their daughters and they would get dressed up and we would transform the restaurant. Every Chick-fil-A would do it a different way. Um, But it would be like table service and, you know, we'd have different entertainment things there, whether it's face painting or live music or you know different things to um just make the night special for dads and their daughters and so daddy daughter date night is probably one of my favorite things every year um Monty's least favorite because I spent <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> um, because I was able to flex my my event planner muscle you know and so it was like the one time a year when I'm like yes and so he would always get credit card alerts because I'm buying everything um mm-hmm. but daddy daughter day night and that's that that's probably one of the best memories. The other one is a funny one. I don't know if you remember this. I can't remember which team member it was, but they were bringing up lemonade, and um, lemonade and tea is the sweet tea is one of the things you have to really train people how to do because it's heavy, and you have to lift and pour. Um, and we had a team member that was fairly new. Um, and lifted the lemonade incorrectly, went to pour it, and it started. It didn't, none of it made it into the container. Okay. None of it made it into the dispenser. Um, it, it poured out on the ground, and the team member actually slipped and fell in a whole bucket. And like the whole bucket flipped and just like <laughs> spilled all over them. And it was hilarious. The kid was soaked in lemonade. Um, <laughs> Which, if, if you know anything about Chick-fil-A's lemonade, you know that it's fresh squeezed. It truly is fresh squeezed. Um, mm-hmm. so we have team members in the back squeezing lemons. Um, so it, it's super expensive when you waste lemonade. And so a whole six-quart container of lemonade uh, had spilled. And yeah, that wasn't fun. I don't know if you were there for that, but it was hilarious. After we figured out, you know, the kid was okay. It was hilarious. But then he had to go home because he was completely soaked in lemonade. So I think I remember that kid. I think it was that kid, Travis. 
It might have been. We've had a couple instances with with because people underestimate how heavy and how it it truly is a science to pour um, those containers into the dispensary. So, yeah, we've had a few instances, but that was probably the funniest for me. I would say off the top of my head, one of those things eliminated probably cost about thirty five dollars. If you include material, if you include the labor and the resources, raw material, yeah, about $35. Just about. He dropped it just like that. I don't think we told Monty that because we didn't want to hit a wrath. So, yeah, this will be the first time. Oh, God. Yeah, but we kept that on the hush. We didn't want. Uh, my favorite memory, I would say my, one of my favorite memories I always think about is when we was doing one of the events down at the Georgia World Congress. Oh, yes. You already know what I'm talking about. The Fab Tech event, yes. And, uh, it was, maybe it was a football game. I think probably was a football game. Probably one of the SEC, uh, kickoff games. Okay, and you're talking about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which one are you talking about? Fabtech. That was Fabtech. At the World Congress, Georgia World Congress Center. What we do with that? Um, that was when uh I wanna say they had you running for multiple locations yeah. oh. and you were only supposed to be running for one. <laughs> I think you were supposed to run for two, and by the by the time the event started, you were running for all seven, uh, stocking up all seven. The Georgia World Congress Center is massive. Oh yeah, so, it's the same one. Okay, I thought it was a football game. So now, no, no. it was Fab Tech. Yeah, it was yeah. a Fab Tech event. Mm-hmm. Boy, they had me running like runaway slave, running around <laughs> all the sandwiches through the Georgia World Congress Center. It was, and I had that, I had that tight shirt on with a bow tie. Yes, because you were supposed to actually work a, a register, and then you yeah. ended up running. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get no claim to fame for that. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if that was the one where we went down the Pine and Peace Tree. Was that that night? Oh, to give to the homeless. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, so the story is where I'm. I'm running sandwiches all through the Congress Center, and the Congress Center has to be about two two miles. Like, yes. It's, it's deep. Massive. Mm-hmm. At the end of the event, the kitchen had made way too many sandwiches and the event was over. Um, and they were going to throw them away. I was like, no, man, y'all can't throw that food away. Mm-hmm. So I got you. I think it was Jocelyn. Yes. yes. And... Mm-hmm. I want to say Ada, but I can't remember. We're dropping all these names. Hey, y'all. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Hey. Um, And I got, we got, because we was all working the same store, so we all went down there and worked that event for extra pay. So at the end (laughs) of the event, we got a whole bunch of bags, and we put all the sandwiches in the bag. And we hit them. As many as we could. As many as we could. And we all jammed into your was it? What's your yeah, forerunner? What you have? I had a pathfinder. pathfinder. All yeah. of us in the pathfinder with the car seats. Yeah, 
With the car seat, yes. We were in the Pathfinder car seat, bags of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, and we drove down to uh, Pine and Peace Tree, downtown Atlanta. If y'all have assuming y'all have never been down to Pine and Peace Tree, um, I would say it's pretty rough areas where the, a lot of homeless people hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, homeless, homeless shelter on the corner, and the night we went, the, the shelter was full, so they weren't taking any more um any more people so right we went down there us four bags of chick we could have gotten trouble for this we probably still couldn't we, for it. we probably could <laughs> yes know, we right? definitely we could we had those sandwiches it we just did. wasn't right it didn't feel right to, like, to throw out all that food yeah yeah and like i me personally you know i'm a huge empath and like I, yeah. I knew I couldn't sleep at night knowing we throwing away all this food and yet there's people on this street right now starving okay. yeah so we went down there and we gave all those sandwiches out and that was like you know I remember just just people saying like God bless you man like I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was going to eat tonight I appreciate you and yeah. it was just like there was even somebody said oh it's still warm like it's still warm. Like we yeah. take this stuff for granted we take warm food for granted but yet these people are like oh my god we got a warm sandwich tonight yeah it was it was amazing. It was definitely amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that was my 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 moment, my Chick Fil A moment. That's a great memory, and you always were. You know that that um was always a mission of yours. Um, even when we you would say, "Hey, let's make you know sandwiches and I'll bring them down you know let's collect cans and so we always were trying to do something for the community um and even after you left that was something that we continued to try and do whether it was you know back to school drive where we given school supplies or if we were giving you know we would do um what was it blankets blankets socks Mm -hmm. gloves so different stuff like that we try to continue to do um at that store for the community. Um, yeah, we was, that's one thing we worked together, man. We always did something to give back to people. If I had an idea, appreciate I'd you like, for that. <clears throat> yeah, uh, thank you for your support. You know, even like, I even thank Mondi. He always gave me the resources to yes. make a difference. You mm-hmm. know, uh, if I wanted to take a team member out, to eat or if I want to take one to go golfing, I he would just give me the money just to do it so mm-hmm. I can build that relationship with that person or yeah. you know. Um yeah, he working there allowed me just to be me, right? Mm-hmm. Allow me to just you know, like I said, just be me. And uh I like I said I had a, I had the support there. So Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh well yeah that's pretty much I'm gonna wrap up this this episode it was it was good it was fun I like this yeah. I like this uh so for all my listeners Trish and I will be doing more episodes in the future uh we got a lot of things to cover and it's good for me to do this with another energy so I can uh some of y'all can see another my energy no. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all can see a side of me that uh, y'all ain't heard yet. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, um, 
appreciate all my listeners for tuning in today's episode if you haven't already hit the subscribe button so uh, you don't miss a future episode to support this podcast you can find the link in the bio thank you in advance music provided by Sally on the beat for all your music cloud good at him on the ground at Sally underscore OTB today's affirmation I have the ability to handle every situation with love I have the ability. I have the ability to handle every situation with love. It's been a pleasure, as always. Be peace. Be love. Be happy. Until next episode, ride out. <laughs>